Crossovers and Combo Breakers, a special crossover episode with the B-Gay Roll Dice Network, starring some of your favorite players and your favorite characters, an interdimensional wrestling ring like you have never seen before in your life. Hi everyone, are we ready to rumble? Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I can't roll my R's, so I just held the <laughs> R sound for a while. Same thing. It's okay. Hi. It's okay that you're uh, right. <laughs> well, happy Pride Month, everyone. We are celebrating style by uh, bringing some of the best and brightest from around the BK World Dice Network into a um, an interdimensional sink of... Uh, well, I don't think I want to spoil too much yet. Um, but how about we start going around the table so everyone can introduce themselves? Uh, Dean, do you mind going first? Yeah, no problem. I am Dean Beckwith. I am the often GM of Bits Before Crits. We do a bunch of short 10 to 12 episode campaigns from various Powered by the Apocalypse systems. Um, oh, he, they. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, moving down the line. Hey, Tick, what's up? Hi, uh, I'm Tick. I use any pronouns, and I am part of Goblets and Gays. We are currently running a uh, homebrew setting that is called Blood of Kings. It's really good. I recommend it. It's very gay. Uh, we're currently in the middle of season two. We're actually getting kind of close to the end of it. And we also do a series of like one-shots and homebrews as well in various different systems, such as Monster of the Week. And recently, I ran a one-shot for Masks, which was really fun. So uh, come check us out on Twitter, Goblets and Gays. Okay. Uh, Ziva, hi. Hi, uh, my name is Ziva and my pronouns are she, her. Um, I am part of the Eternity Archives, which is a podcast where we um, play lots of different tabletop games. Um, and we use um, a rotating cast of characters, um, which are interdimensional librarians who um, keep the multiverse in balance um, by hopping into the worlds of various tabletop games and trying them out and solving mysteries. Um, this is my first time um, with this particular system. Um, but I've played a lot of bits and bobs of tabletop games. Um, actually, by the time that you hear this, we will still be in our Henshin arc where we're all playing um, big, big, awesome Power Ranger types. So, uh, yeah, come check out the Eternity Archives uh, on mostly Twitter. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Dave, hi. Hi. Um, hi, I'm Dave. Uh, I use he, him only. Um, and I am a player on in Dice Will Roll, which is um, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, trademark. We can't say that around Tick. We might we might get uh, copyrights to Oh my sure. god. <laughs> um, and right now we're in our second season. Um, we're playing Extinction Curse, uh, which is... Imagine if you were in the circus and then dinosaurs started trying to kill you. But like, <laughs> but like worse. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just a player and Barry is our GM. Hello, hi. Uh, I am uh, Barry, your gender nonconformist GM. I am uh, the game master of Dinosaur Roll. Uh, like Dave mentioned, we are currently in uh, Extinction Curse, which is a dinosaurs versus circus campaign. Uh, previously, we ran Kingmaker, which was a fairy tale adventure where uh, a whole bunch of uh, kingdom building, uh, forest exploring, and other dimensional happenings happened. Um, and today, we are going to be running uh, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition one-shot, uh, which I think will really fit uh, most of the players here. Um, so, if you guys don't mind... Uh, I'm going to start us off. Does that sound good, everyone? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's fight some okay. stuff. In the misty woods of the stolen lands, 
A trio of adventurers sit by a campfire. The moon has risen and crickets chirp as the kingmakers rest from a day of adventure. Among them is King Icar Eteocles, noble lord of Kilsella, Casca Tanavin and her fearsome wolf Israel, and warming his hands by the fire and cooking some meat is one Alden Felstad, sheriff of Kilsella and a sword uh, a sword slinger extraordinaire. As Alden sits by the flames, there's a sudden change in the air. Is it maybe an electric static? The smell of copper? As Alden looks around, he realizes that all his friends have frozen in place, and then they start to fade out. With a flash of light, Alden is suddenly somewhere else entirely. A prison cell. <laughs> okay! <laughs> <laughs> Go to jail! Um, Alden, will you please describe yourself and tell us a few of your past exploits? Um, okay. Well, Alden is a... a guy. Um, <laughs> Alden is a half-orc fighter. He's 6'4", he's trans, um, and he loves swords literally more than anything. He's uh, kind of a, he's like a golden retriever boy, but like take that to like a hundred. He, he, he's just got a dopey smile on most of the time. Right now he mostly looks confused and a little concerned though. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, Alden, you're in a jail cell. What's good? Nothing is good. He just had food in his hand and I assume that's now gone. Oh no, you got food in your hand. Oh. Well, then he eats. Lucky you. <laughs> you eat it? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, suddenly, uh, as you're, like, confusedly munching into some haunch, yeah. uh, you see another flash of light from a jail cell across from you. Um, and a halfling appears in a flash of light. Um... Presumably, she also looks very confused because presumably she was in the middle of something that wasn't being in a jail cell. Yeah. Siva, will you tell me a little bit about the halfling which has appeared across from Alden Felstad? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this halfling is Linda, um, who is uh, used to multidimensional hopping on the whole with her um, archivist work in the library. Um, but she is at the moment, admittedly, a little bit confused. Um, in her universe of origin, Linda is a um, chubby middle-aged office lady. Um, she loves baking for her friends. She loves making friends. She loves happy hour. Um, and she really, really loves Garfield comics. Um, so, um, before she was, um, before she was in this jail cell, she, um, was, um, trying out a new cookie recipe. Um, she's been trying to, um, like get really buff and strong and powerful recently. So I think she's probably trying out like one of those protein cookie recipes. that's full of protein powder. So she's got like a big, like bowl, um, of um, protein cookie batter like tucked under her arm and she's got a wooden spoon in the other hand and I'm sure she's uh, immensely confused at the moment um, but there is at least some familiarity um, she has been a halfling before so she's happy to see this body back um, she was fond of it because it's uh, sturdy and she did cool stuff while she was in it so okay uh, Alden and Linda you two are complete strangers but you're complete strangers in a jail cell with one another um, what what happened I think Alden, now that he sees somebody, uh, he sort of, he walks over to the bars and he's like, <clears throat> uh, hey, oh, do you know hi. how we got here? You know, that is a very good question. I was just wondering that myself. Uh, I'm Linda, by the way. I'd, uh, I'd give you a hug, but, uh, well, A, I don't know if you like that, and B, there's some, there's just a little something in the way, so, uh, mind hug. <laughs> Uh, I do. I, I like hugs. Unfortunately, there is there are bars and distance between us. Um, I was just in a forest. Oh, well, I was you, just in a kitchen. Okay. 
So, hmm, no commonality there. Usually, uh, usually when I'm bopping around between different places, uh, my friends are with me, or I've gotten a little heads up. So I have to admit, uh, this sort of, uh, this one sort of eludes me. Uh, hmm. Alden looks so confused. <laughs> um, you, I'm sure he's about to look even more confused when another flash of light illuminates uh, the cages. And suddenly, um, an Azamar is in a uh, cell next to Linda's. Um, Dick, tell, tell us about this Azamar. So, uh, looking at a very strange looking person, they look very drow like. Um, red eyes that are fully red with strange curved pupils. Uh, sort of like a light, like ashenish hair that's really curly and long. It's in a braid with some cute little flowers in it. Uh, they have some scars on their nose and face, some pointy red teeth, and they look kind of like an edgy gremlin that walked out of Hot Topic and spent way too long in there. Uh, and they are probably incredibly confused because they were doing very important things before coming here. Very important spoiler things before coming here. Uh. Okay. Uh, well, you're you're all you're all here now. That's another person to add to the list. You can see this half orc and this halfling. How are you doing? Uh, hi. Do either of you know what's going on? Uh, not really. Uh, you know what you were doing before this, or you? What was going on with you? Oh, uh, we were playing. Oh, I, I can't actually tell people what we were doing. It's it's supposed to be a secret. But uh, I I, sh- I was doing something that uh is totally legal. Uh, sure. Were you either cooking? Were you cooking? I was not cooking. I'm not allowed to cook anything. It usually oh, burns. I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's it tends to catch on fire, even if there's no uh, flammable materials nearby. It's, it's uh, what happens to the best of us. Well, uh, sorry. What are your names? Oh, Alden. I'm Linda. It's so nice to meet you. Linda, pleasure to meet you. I go by Mero O'Sullivan, and I'm going to be like a little bow. Uh, should probably try getting out of here first off. Yeah. Alden looks like he's this close to trying to open the bars with his brute strength. Um, before you're able to... Watch out! There's one final flash of light uh, in the cell beside you. Um, Alden, uh, in the cell beside you, across from uh, Mero... And diagonal from Linda, a uh, a human uh, person appears. Um, Dean, will you tell us a little bit more about this human person? Yes, this human person is a gloriously rotund, late middle-aged man with leathery skin and a jet black dyed comb over. He's got a pinstripe suit on. A cigar is falling out of his mouth as he has a look of surprise. And uh, he is frankly quite, or I'm sorry, they are quite late, are frankly quite uh, astonished by these humanoids uh, surrounding them. Oh my, they they said this was some strong stuff, but I'm in another place entirely. This is Marco, who has uh, just been offered a new substance to incorporate into his import-export business, and um, now he's here. I don't. I have a very important question for you. Uh, is that new substance tequila by any chance? It's uh, more of an absinthe with something a little extra inside. Hmm. So uh, Linda's gonna gonna get a, a really like uh, thoughtful look on her face because she's trying to figure out if you can put that in a margarita or not, and she's leaning towards not. Oh my god! Are you guys doing drugs? <laughs> oh no! Absolutely not. Drugs aren't cool. Don't do drugs. Yeah, please alcohol don't do drugs. Is okay if you're an adult though. Mm-hmm. Alcohol, if if in moderation, alcohol is very good. But for a moment, I was worried about drugs. Those are very well, illegal. Uh, uh, as far as I know, uh, alcohol's pretty uh, illegal. At least where I'm from. Uh. Alcohol's illegal where you're from? <laughs> yeah, that's Ooh, why. That... Alden looks particularly horrified. <laughs> Linda's no, I... gonna join in that. 
We can, we can usually uh, do safer things like uh, marijuana or cocaine, you know? <laughs> what are you... What? Do you know what cocaine is? <laughs> yeah, uh, Maro, Maro and uh, Alden, would you two like to roll a society check to see if you know what fucking cocaine is? Of course I would. <laughs> That's like a 32. <laughs> okay. That's a 16. Alden, you are Alden, sure, you are uh, pretty sure cocaine, uh, cocaine is like is like a kind of jet fuel, a kind of jet space. fuel that comes from spaceships. Maybe. You didn't, you never really got you a whole hang, of, really that whole whole hang of that whole spaceship. You were only briefly, you were only briefly uh, uh, exposed to them once. Uh, exposed to them once. Um, meanwhile, um, meanwhile, uh, you uh, and the uh, Maro, uh, you and the meme have uh, literally the never heard of it. Um, and you are pretty um, sure and it doesn't exist. Are pretty what sure is it doesn't exist. cocaine? Well, it's a little something that can get you up in the morning. Uh, Marco reaches in their breast pocket um, and is kind of frustrated to find only a handkerchief in there and says... I usually have a little bit to sample, but uh, my apologies. <laughs> he just has, he has coke in his pocket sometimes. <laughs> don't, what? Give, don't give Marrow cocaine, I'm begging you. Oh my god. Alden, Alden raises a hand like he's in school and he's like, I have a question. Because you're, I got a I'm kind of confused. Okay. Where are you guys from on Galerion? Because I've never heard of cocaine or any of this shit. I also want to know where in Galerion alcohol is illegal. Galer- What's a Galerion? Yeah, I, uh, I don't think I know that one. I'm from I'm from the library. Uh, any any library friends here? Hmm. Team Archivist, yay! I get the feeling. I, I know a bit about interplanar travel. I get the feeling that we're all from different planes, at least, because I'm from uh, somewhere called Cyrene, and I know there's other places that friends of mine have come from, like from Mexico. Hey, that's what I know. Can I get some Are Latino you? pride in chat? Are you from oh my Mexico? god. From Havana, but uh, I've been to Mexico a lot, taking planes back and forth. Uh, like What's you've been a talking plane? about. Oh my god, I need to ask you so many questions. Well, well, we have planes in Mexico where I'm from, but um, what? but I wonder if we're not from exactly the same place. Uh, I'm I'm from different. Uh, I don't I don't have different copies. Uh, I'm I'm from you know plain old regular Earth. Uh, but, uh, alcohol's definitely illegal where I'm from. Uh, and cocaine is, uh, I don't think it's easy to come by. I guess I'm not the right person to ask, but, uh, hmm. Do you guys know someone named, oh, this is a long shot. I don't know how big a Mexico is, but do you know someone named Joanna by chance? I've never been to Mexico. What? Isn't so... that just the plane? The, the plane of Mexico? I think Are you there's... telling me there's more? I think it, it's at this moment, as you're all arguing about the plane of Mexico, um, that a booming voice kind of echoes through the chamber you're in. And uh, the voice calls out and says, Well, travelers, you have got one thing right. You're all a long way from home. And uh, as that voice calls out, suddenly the floors beneath you uh, open up. And you're all falling quite a far bit. Oh no! Oh. Ooh. Oh. Um, my cookie dough. As <laughs> uh, as you are falling, uh, suddenly you all kind of like uh, come to a splash in some large test tube-like devices, um, where you can all see each other now, but you're like under this weird liquid. Uh, you're uh, like instinctively gasp for air, this liquid fills your lungs, and you are somehow not drowning. Um, Love Evangelion. <laughs> just like Evangelion. <laughs> um, 
You can see uh, in the middle of the room, which appears to be some sort of laboratory, a hologram of a floating mount uh, with spiked teeth kind of like appears. Um, and it is uh, grinning at you all as it says, um, Welcome, everyone. My name is Malastint the Magnificent. I shall be your host today. You have all been specially selected to take part in my creme de la creme interdimensional wrestling competition. Welcome, one and all, to Wrestle for the Stars Mania. Okay, wrestling. Any questions? I can get behind uh, that. I used to wrestle. Sorry, um, isn't, isn't wrestling, isn't wrestling fake? Isn't it, you know, they, they put on costumes and they plan it out and they do big flips and err and ah. No, 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 my friend. Here in Reach for the Stars WrestleMania, uh, or whatever it was, I've already forgotten. Here, wrestling is all too real, where ye shall fight, and I stress, non-lethally, for the title, for the title of champion. Sure, damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh can I raise my hand in the goop? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Hi, um, I do have a few questions. One, what is this goop and how can we talk at it? Two, do you know what Mexico is and can you elaborate? And three, is there any sort of prize for this? Like, why are we, do we, do we get anything out of this? Number one, what do I look like? Some kind of nerd? <laughs> Number two, what do I look like? Some kind of nerd? Number three, yes indeed. If you win this competition, you shall all go free back to your home planes. And, and if we lose, we're trapped forever? Something like that. Oh. Ooh. Mm. Not forever. It's okay, don't worry too much about it. I have Regardless. A oh, oh yes. Where are you so I can beat the shit out of you? That's not That's very polite. Spirit. I'm not polite all the time. Fret not, Aldenfelstad, paragon of heroism, oh, wielder God. of the Briarblade, oh. slayer of Nerissa. We know all about you, and we have taken the precautions to ensure that you don't beat my ass. Why do you know all about me? And I'm gonna because do it Because you anyways. have been selected for the Wrestle for the Stars Marathon or oh. something like that. I've already forgotten the name. How much you know about we me? Are... We read we read you up on the Big Roll Dice Network. Oh, I heard about that place. <laughs> it sure does exist. Regardless. You, you four people, either are directly or tangentially related to some of the greatest heroes in all of existence. As such, we have chosen you to make a special wrestling team, the Interdimensional Implausibles. Um, and it's at this point that the weird goop starts to like change color from like light cyan to orange and says, as such, we are completely rewriting your martial prowess in order to make you top tier wrestlers for the entertainment of the many, and also me. Did I mention me? My name is Melson the Magnificent. I'm very important. Wait, hold on, what do you mean rewrite? Uh, behold! Uh, and I think, um, suddenly like there's a flash of light and all your clothes change. <laughs> um, oh my god. You're all now in teamed wrestling outfits. Oh no! Oh. Boy. Wait, what color are they? It's a thousand dollar suit. Um, you get to all decide what you, these look like. Um, yes. if you want to, like, spit a quick idea of a terrible, terrible... Like, the godier, the better, guys. Oh, this... I know Marrow's has to look incredibly edgy. I'm sorry. It's the vibe. Like, I look like the mm -hmm. edgiest person in the room. Like, it's, like, black with red accents, you know? Maybe, like, some cool skull patterns and bone patterns on it or something. It's gotta look edgy. Okay, <laughs> that's one. Who else wants to describe their shitty wrestling outfit? So, um, Linda's is going to be her two favorite colors, which is blue and yellow. So it's going to be like, um, like almost like an obnoxiously bright blue for the body. And then it's going to have like yellow or gold swirls on it that kind of look like a big twisting snake. She's coming for you. Okay. Alden or Marco, how do your outfits look? Marco... His body, I think, looking better than it has in a couple decades, is clad in a tight, 
green, white, and red bodysuit, the flag of Italy, a place he's never been, but he holds in high esteem. <laughs> oh my god. Can I just can I just look at Marco and just just nod respectfully? As like in like in like a in like a thirsty gateway a little bit. <laughs> they nod back at ya. Okay, uh, wonderful. And Alden, how's your outfit look? I think um, Alden is to his chagrin shirtless. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's got like skin tight shorts on, like skin tight shorts in like in the same green that would be on um, the flag of Kilsella. And I think it's, I think it's, um, it's got on the ass, I think it's got the logo of the flag of Kilsella on his ass. Oh my That's God. Kilsella's ass. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> um, okay. Um, <clears throat> Malsent the Magnificent uh, uh, kind of like laughs over it. <laughs> Welcome, interdimensional implausibles. You are now powerful wrestlers with some of the generational memories of the greatest wrestlers of the universe. Go out and put on a, and I stress, non-lethal show. Uh, and with that, again, uh, the tubes, the four of the tubes uh, collapse and suddenly you are falling quite a bit and uh, land in the middle of a big sexy wrestling arena. Um, hordes of uh, kind of like, all sorts of creatures really. There's people, but there's also like um, aliens. Uh, there's fantasy races. You see a good few dogs, um, all of them like cheering, clapping for you. Uh, as again, this floating mouth uh, kind of like is presiding over the whole thing in like a Caesar type seat. Uh, and he says, Welcome everyone to the first fight of the interdimensional implausibles wrestle for the stars marathon. Today, their first opponents in round one shall be the Lunge Creek Lucadors, taken from the swamps of Varizia Golarion. Uh, we have four terrible opponents, many of whom eat babies and puppies for fun. Can the interdimensional implausibles, and again, I stress, non lethally defeat them? They eat babies? Um, what the hell? Uh, Why does everyone uh, eat babies? A uh, set of little goblins uh, kind of like fall from the ceiling and like can't, they kind of look around. They look real confused. They're also in these terrible, terrible, like, Lucador outfits. Uh, before one of them sees you and points at his... <laughs> Get him! Um, and they start uh, charging towards you guys. So everyone, if you don't mind, uh, we are going to roll initiative. Okay. Uh, so uh, the way the Pathfinder 2nd Edition works is that there is no uh, inherent initiative roll. Any skill can be initiative depending on the circumstance. In this case, I will let you guys either roll Perception, Athletics, or Performance for Initiative, your choice. Whichever is higher. Uh, I rolled a 25. I got a 26. I chose Performance. I also got a 26. What the hell? I rolled a 23. 25. And uh, the uh, Lunge Creep Lucadors got a 17 on their initiative. So top of the order, we have uh, our dear friend, uh, Linda. Linda, goblins! What do you do? Uh, um, I am going to... Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, I think normally what Linda would want to do is like figure out what the hell's going on and maybe like talk nicely to them. Um, but they're in a wrestling ring. They just got told that they need to wrestle and there's a bunch of goblins coming at her. So I think what she's gonna do is some kind of little kicky. So I want to get into my cobra stance. Okay. Um, so you take one action in Pathfinder 2E for the uninitiated. Uh, everything you have three actions on each turn. Uh, some things take more than one action, some things take less. Uh, but in this case, 
Uh, Linda almost instinctually wraps her body up and suddenly she's like balancing on one foot. Her arms kind of like floating like they're cobras ready to strike. Uh, and one leg is kind of balanced up in the air as well. Um, you, well. It's almost like second nature for you to suddenly do that. Weird. <laughs> uh, Linda's uh, now very happy because she gets the snake thing now. She understands why there's a bunch of glittery snakes all over her outfit. Uh, <laughs> and now she's like ready to go. Now she's pumped. She's like, oh, I get it. Okay, let's do some snake kickies. Or I guess uh, probably smacks, not, not kicks. Um, but we'll see. Okay. So I want Linda, since she has two more actions, to maybe do like like two like a like a kick and a smack of the two goblins that are closest to her. Um, Wonderful. Okay. Uh, so you'll need to get close uh, because right now they are 25, oh, 30 feet away, which is normally longer, uh, further than you think you'd be able to get. However, as you start running, you realize you have this supernatural speed. Suddenly, you're moving 50 feet per move action. Oh my god. Uh, monks, man. Uh, you run up real close to them, and uh, you could probably unleash a flurry of blows on someone if you chose, uh, which would let you make two attacks uh, immediately, uh, uh, like, against one target. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, roll me the attacks twice using the number on your sheet. Alright, I got a 31. Does that get him? This guy's AC is 17. Oh, uh, so... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> enemies, okay. You, Linda, absolutely power into this guy's face. Um, so that is going to be a critical hit because you got 10 above oh. his AC. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be 3d4 plus 1 plus 1d6 uh, because you have thundering runes on your hand wraps. So when you All punch right. him, there is a explosion of sound as well. Uh, I would like to say as well, as someone who's looked at Cobra Stance, it does have deadly d10. Oh, that's true! Um, so you're actually going to do a shit ton of extra crit damage. Um, the deadly effect means that when you are in this stance, when you crit, you do a burst of extra damage too. So oh, wow. So let's I get you three. 3d4 okay. plus one. Start off with that. Okay. So how's that non-lethal working out for us? <laughs> well, you might be like, you can choose to do stuff non-lethally. And I think, yeah, you could easily non-lethally deck this guy in the face. Yeah, I'm like I'm like giving him like a cartoon uh, like upper hook where he's like flying off into the air. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. there's like a bloody nose, but he's fine. He lands on um, a very soft looking dog in the audience. Okay, um, <laughs> oh so that's you do uh, three, four plus one. That is seven damage to start. Times two is fourteen. Uh, now roll me one d six. That is one thunder <laughs> damage times two because it is a crit. And now okay. roll me a d ten from your deadly attack. Also one. <laughs> Uh, okay, which does bring it up to a total of 17 damage, which was exactly the HP that you, this guy had. Wow. Uh, you rush up and with a single pachow, you jab him in the chest. He goes flying back and uh, he hits the floor with a tud. And then the floor opens up beneath him and he's dropped into lava. Oh no, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do <laughs> <laughs> you hear a sickening? No, I didn't mean it. Lava crackles and hisses. That was not non-lethal. I thought it was, I thought this was non-lethal. I'm so sorry. Alden, Uh, Alden's like, you said it was non-lethal. Non-lethal to the depths. (laughs) That's not what non-lethal means. What? That doesn't make any sense at all. (sighs) Marco, it is your turn. What do you do? Well, I first look to Alden and Meryl who are uh, closest to me, and I say, All right. If our lives are on the line, then for the moment, we gotta be friends. And we gotta work as a team. Yeah, you're hot. I can do that. (laughs) Hey. Ain't nobody looked at me like that in uh, a couple decades at least, that's for sure. (laughs) What was your name? Uh, Mero, it's a pleasure. And I mean, hey, if, you know, we're able to hang out after this, maybe. <laughs> you hear Goblin screaming, Not! Not Goblin! No! All right, well, uh, let's make sure there's an after, huh? And <laughs> I bounce on over. Marco is absolutely astonished at how rapidly they can move. I have the same 50... 
feet. You do move. indeed. In fact, you're a little bit faster. Uh, you have the fleet feet, uh, which means that you're running 55 at, uh, feet per round. Okay, can I get behind them? Emma, is that enough? Oh, 100%. They are definitely within your range. Yeah, I rapidly bounce behind them and I look down at them. These are the tiny goblins. Sorry, guys. I gotta do it to you. <laughs> you know I had to do it to him? He's so achingly Italian-American. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I'm going to... I get into a classic uh, early 20th century the fisticuff stance and just go for a solid uh, one-two uppercut flurry of blows. Okay, go for it. Uh, so your flurry of blows basically lets you attack twice into one action. So uh, did you enter your stance or are you uh, are you just going for a punch? Mm, you know, I don't think I've... I've discovered my stance yet. I think I want okay, that to cool. be a moment. So, so I think I'm just going for a strike. you'll be using powerful fist. That is a plus 21 to hit. Okay. It's a 34. A 34? Again, massive crit. Uh, roll damage. You might not even need to roll hit a second attack. Um, okay, 11 times 2 doesn't matter. Uh, that is going to be a 22 damage. These guys do not have 22 HP. Uh, you go in with a pop and uh, box this guy flying. Uh, he lands in the tub on the floor, and again, kuchunk, the floor opens up beneath him, and he is dropped into lava. Hey, I've, I've heard of sleeping <laughs> with the fishes, but uh, sleeping with uh, the molten rock, I don't know about that. The lava fishes. The lava fishes, yeah. Uh, you have one action left if you want to bop the other guy. Oh, I'm bopping the other one, of course. Uh, so this will be at a minus five, because when you do multiple attacks to get less and less accurate. So uh, your roll modifier this time will be a plus 16. Uh, Derry, unarmed attacks mm-hmm. count as agile. I'm so sorry. <gasps> that is true. Sorry. Uh, so it's actually a little less because you're very accurate. Um, that is going to be a plus 17. Thank you. So it's a 34 again, so I definitely hit again. That's another crit. Get this oh. guy. Ooh, not as good this time. Eight damage. Uh, that is going to be doubled to 16. And you're going to need to roll me another d6 because you have wounding on uh, your uh, your hand wraps. Uh, the magic rune on it explodes when it hits him and causes some good, good bleed damage. It is six bleed damage. There's goblin blood everywhere. Yeah, there's no goblin left. You don't even need the lava trap. You fucking blow his head off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Oh, damn. It feels good to be back. <laughs> um, Maro, it is your turn. A single goblin is left, and his knees are buckling, and he's looking around like. <laughs> All right, so I feel really bad for this, but I've murdered more things than this before. So I'm gonna use my first action to go over there. Uh, does it count that um, Linda's flanking right now? Uh, Linda is flanking you. She's on the opposite side, so this poor fucking goblin's AC is going to drop because he is flat-footed. Okay, perfect, which also means I get to do some rogue things. So uh, let me just yep. roll this attack real quick. Come on, dice. Uh, yeah, that's like, that's like a 40 <laughs> for the first hit. Uh, it's an 18 You're not gonna need a second hit, I'm gonna say. Go roll that damage. Um. So, I do have the greater striking, which is three. I'm just gonna roll a fuck to the damage, and I'm so. Do all damage dice yeah. double for this? Yes, they oh, do. Oh my god, it's good. <laughs> that's. Oh, hold on, I need to do all the damage because I'm extra. That's 28 bludgeoning. Yeah, he's, fucking cool. he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. I didn't even get to the next. Let's go. I just. You f- <laughs> Can I just. He's fucking dead. Can I just pop him on the head? <laughs> that's it. With a very. Yeah, precise- you hear it. Fallout style, slow motion, zoom, bone crush. The fucking goblin falls back and the lava pit opens up beneath him, swallowing up. Uh, and you hear the uh, booming voice of that holographic mount, Malistant the Magnificent. And he says, And so, the Lung Creek Lucadors have been non lethally killed. Uh, that oh, guy. Hmm. They were terrible. Uh, Send us someone uh, more hostile, huh? 
No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, uh, next round. Can I raise my hand real quick, actually, for another question? Yes, what is it? Uh, you can at least say that their souls are going to move on to the afterlife safely, correct? No. <laughs> what? What? No. <laughs> Don't even worry about it, bros. I am very Our much... Next... <laughs> Our next round. Um, and then there's another... And suddenly, uh, a few people start falling. Well, to call them people would be inaccurate. What? Uh, because three large furry shapes uh, drop from the ceiling and kind of like land in a pile. Uh, they're like a, a mixture of colors. One of them is mostly brown, one of them is mostly white, and one of them has like a mix of black and white fur. And uh, they kind of like look up, uh, each of them clutching like a pot of this weird yellow goop close to their chest. Um, and uh, Malison the Magnificent calls out and he says, our second round, we bring to you the unlawful earth signs. Criminals from another dimension. These creatures care about only two things. Honey and heists. <laughs> and standing before you are tree bears. Hey, before we fight, can you give me some advice on how to pull off a good heist? Asking for no reason. The bears look at you and they all pull out guns. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think you may have your answer. Now, um, these guys, I understand. <laughs> uh, so, you are now facing off against a uh, group of bears from the hit, the hit indie RPG, Honey Heist. I knew it. They used to um, call me a bear back in the day. <laughs> uh, so, raises an eyebrow. Uh, if everyone would like to re-roll their initiative, uh, now is the time. I'd like to go. <laughs> this is. You can re-roll. No, I, I mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. I was joking because I didn't go in the last round. Oh, we could actually probably stay in initiative. Actually, now that I think about it, it's still technically the same fight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you are all in the same initiative order. Um, meaning that Alden, it is your turn. Um, Alden, you feel a, like you feel a lot weaker than normal. You don't have your, you know, level twenty legendary evil fey princess killing powers on you, uh, but you do have muscles. Um, and there's some bears. What do you do? Alden grumbles to himself. Uh, you can hear him be like, "Motherfucker, my swords are gone. Where the hell are they?" But Alden is going to, um, he cracks his knuckles and he's like, fine. Um, and he's going to run over to the one in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, he goes over there and then I think that he just kind of instinctually, uh, enters Mountain Stance. Okay, Alden, as you rush forward, suddenly you drop low, squatting down as your legs uh, open wide and you are like kind of in a sumo type stance, um, your feet are planted into the floor extremely firmly. Because I didn't make you a cheat sheet, uh, I will remind you that um, you have flurry maneuvers, which does let you uh, roll to grapple as part of your flurry of blows, instead of one of the actions if you so choose. Cool, uh, wait, how many actions does flurry of blows take? One action. One? Uh, well, mm -hmm. I guess I'll be doing that. <laughs> okay. Alden, uh, standing before you is a polar bear with a gun. Uh, you don't know a lot about firearms, but you, you're you pretty sure they're dangerous. Alden doesn't give a shit about firearms. He's he's lost an arm before and then had it grow back. He doesn't give a shit. Um, he's, going, he's just going to... I think he decks this bear in the face, okay? What, okay. what more can I say? I think he's going to attack once and then use an athletics roll to trip for the second. Okay, go for it. So, apparently guns don't exist in Sarin, so Merit doesn't know what these bears are holding. <laughs> wow, what funny sticks. Well, I rolled a nat 20. <gasps> Bring out the crit cards right now. Yep, okay everyone, that is a nat 20, which means it's time for a crit card. 
Uh, let's see what special effect you get. Um, this is a bludgeoning attack. So what happens is... Oh my god. Um, you get an Earth Rumble. So you're not going to do double damage like a normal crit. But what you are going to do is force all the bears to make a reflex save against your fucking monk uh, DC. And if they fail, they're all prone. All of them. As you shockwave all of them into falling over. That's a two. A two plus their reflex is a 13. That's too um, bad. <laughs> Alden, uh, what if, I'm gonna say that your monk DC is higher than 13. Like, by a lot. In fact, I'm pretty sure that might well be a fucking... Yeah, that might be a crit fail. My class DC is a 31, so... Okay, well, um, that's a crit fail. They're going to fa all fall prone, but they're gonna take the crit fail effect of a trip, which means that they take 1d6 bludgeoning damage each. Roll me a d6. Uh, okay, just 1d6, and mm -hmm. do I, I need to roll my actual damage too, right? Yes, you do, on the guy you just decked. 24 damage to the guy in the middle. Um, add me a d6 of fire damage, because as you punch, uh, your gloves suddenly light up. Uh, you have the flaming rune on your gloves. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> uh, two. Okay, yeah. Uh, Alden, you, da like, uh, down cut this bear so hard in the face that when he hits the floor, there's like a minor earthquake rumble which knocks everyone else off their feet. And the bears all go, I think what happened instead down. of... I think what happened instead of him running over is that Alden was like, okay, assholes. And then he jumped in the air and then landed like that. Drop kick from the sky? Not a drop kick. Like, because you said that, like, instead of it being like a normal punch, it's like your fist is just falling down on somebody. Yeah, basically. Hammer arm. So I think that he just, like, landed down on this fucking bear's head. Oh my god. Uh, you still have a second attack in your flurry of blows, dude. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do that then. Is it at the same thing or is it a minus? Uh, it's five? at the same thing, it's at the top. <laughs> it almost was a 19. Uh, it's a 27. A 27? That's still a fucking hit, dude. Well, that's 18 damage. Okay, wonderful. Um, Alden, that is your turn. The bears all look very pissed, uh, but before they're able to do anything, suddenly the Colosseum starts to shake. And uh, you hear the uh, ever-annoying voice of um, Malistint the Magnificent as he calls out and says, Uh-oh, everyone! It looks like it's time for a roundly challenge mode! And uh, the arena starts to change. Fellas, uh, I have a big gay d20 from Heartbeat Dice. Um, I have never rolled it yet. I think this is the time I roll it. Let's see what special effects the uh, arena gets this round. Um, I'm just saying, my character's gay and so am I, so uh, dice be nice to me. That's a 19! <laughs> um, so I think, uh, suddenly, the air kind of like looks kind of like an electric yellow, and there are like sparks and pops of like rainbows every once in a while, which is to say, you don't necessarily immediately recognize anything strange, except for Linda. Linda, you feel a weird crackling in your, like, arms. And that's probably because of the lightning that's kind of, like, charging up around it. Oh, my God. Oh, that doesn't sound ideal. It's actually very pleasant. You have received the hyped-up magic uh, arena effect. Ooh. Um, basically, when uh, any success on a spell roll is now a crit success, and any fail on a spell roll or of any kind of stuff like that is a crit fail. Oh. Um, for one round, your spells are supercharged, and so are theirs, but they are, in fact, theirs. <laughs> um, Fortunately, gun is not a spell. Unfortunately, gun is not a spare. Uh, however, the bears kind of get up, and they kind of look at each other, and uh, they grunt, and subtitles appear on the screen and say, Boys, I don't think we're going to get any honey out of this if we're not careful. And then another one is like, yeah, we should, like, you know, win, I think. Um, of course, this instead just sounds like... Rrr, rrr. So uh, one of the bears, uh, the grizzly, he kind of, like, stays prone, and he points his gun at Linda. And that is a 31 to hit, Linda. Oh, boy. Uh, and this is against... Is this my DC or my AC? DC. That is against your AC. My AC is a 31. 
That is just a hit. Take nine piercing damage as he shoots you with a gun. Oh my god. Okay. He then takes an action to reload because guns are cumbersome. And he shoots again. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Okay, so that one does not hit me. Okay. Can I do a cool little, like, snake dance out of the way? For sure. Okay, Linda does that. She does a cool little snake dance. It's very flamboyant. Um, the uh, grizzly bear, uh, sorry, the polar bear, which Alden uh, decked the shit out, uh, stands up and is going to uh, jaw attack you, Alden. That is a 30 to hit as he plunges his fangs against you. Yes, that hits. No, it don't. I knew you'd say that. It says 27 in your AC, but you are in mountain stance. Your AC oh. is five higher. Oh. Which is fucking wild. Okay, no, it doesn't hit then. <laughs> okay. Uh, a 32 does not hit. He tries to uh, bite at you, but you quickly raise your arms like a shield and, like, end them off, which is a feat because you are, like, shirtless right now. Yeah, um, I mean... uh, he is then going to try to grab you. That is a nat 20. Unfortunately, I cannot stop nat 20s from happening. Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, he pulls you into a big old bear hug. That's the least good kind of hug. It's a pretty okay hug when it's not given to you by an actual bear. Uh, yeah, true. Valid. So uh, you are immobilized. Uh, you can't move out of this spot while he's holding you. And uh, because he's a bear, he in fact has the ability to maul you. Unfortunately, he's out of actions. Uh, the last bear can... I think that's actually fortunate and not unfortunate. No, unfortunate for me. Uh, the last bear, the panda, kind of like uh, stands up and he uh, kind of looks at uh, you, Marco, and he pulls his gun and uh, he says... And in subtitles it says, eat lead, motherfucker. Um, and he's going to shoot you. What kind of gun are we talking? It's a Luger. It's an old-fashioned gangster gun. You recognize it. Oh, cool, cool. Um, that is a 33 to hit. What is that against on my side? Against your AC. Which is 31. Uh-huh. And now normally that would hit you and hurt quite a lot. However, um, I'm going to point out something that you can do instinctually that you weren't necessarily aware of. And that is, I shit you not, deflect arrow. You raise no. your fist and just block it as a reaction. <laughs> you are not telling me that he's about to block a bullet. He fucking, as a reaction, should you choose, you can raise your AC by four against this range attack and slap the shit out of that bullet away from you. Uh, how does this look, Marco? They raise their big, meaty hand and slap the bullet out of the air and say, You think that little Luger's gonna take me out? Bring a Tommy gun when you're coming for the boss. <laughs> the panda says, which in subtitle says, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, it is your turn. You got that supercharged magic. You got monk stuff. What's going on? Well, I definitely want to do something magical. Um, unfortunately, I think Linda is having a slight crisis of conscience um, because she did just get shot by a bear, um, but she still feels bad about killing the goblin the first time. So I think what she's going to do instead of like, um, you know, she doesn't want to punch a bear's head off or, or plunge it right into lava. So she's going to use her telekinetic projectile against... Um, let me see, we have a panda, we have a polar bear, and we have, what, like a brown bear, a grizzly or uh, something? Yeah, there's a grizzly. Uh, there is a, uh, grizzly is over here. He's the one who shot you. Uh, okay. Then we have a polar bear in the middle and a panda on the far side. Okay, then Linda wants to use her telekinetic projectile um, against uh, the grizzly who shot her, because she's a little mad about that. Okay, uh, so you're going to need to make me a spell attack roll. Um, this will be using okay. your charisma to hit instead of your dexterity. That'd be a 20 to hit. All right, I rolled a 30. That is going to be a hit. Uh, All right. Linda, how does this look? Oh, actually, um, it's going to be a crit because uh, you, you've got that hyped up magic. Oh, yeah. So All describe right. to me how this looks. Okay, so Linda um, is going to, um, is going to like stand up as high as she can. She knows she's a halfling, but you know, it's about the power in your stance, not literally how tall you are. So she um, she stands up as tall as she can. She puts her hands on her hips uh, and she takes one hand and points at the grizzly bear and like 
waits for the sound in the room to fall just a little bit because uh, she's she's giving off uh, like the air and she's using her magic to be like, hey, look at me. I'm going to say something fucking cool. And she points at the grizzly and she says, who gave you the right to bear arms? <laughs> Take a hero point. You'll be able to use that to re-roll a special team later. Fuck Everyone yeah. already has one, but you get an extra. Yes. How do I turn on my allies? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so that's what she says. Uh, okay. Since she's a bard, the magic is just how fucking mean that is if a bear understands it, and and it, you know it's it's said with contempt. Okay, so um, essentially, uh, this is a, you basically using we're reskinning teleconnect projectile to work like good old uh, vicious mockery. Um, so psychic damage starts to kind of like hurl from your words and into this bear, and that is going to be 4d6. Uh, 4d6 um, psychic damage. And on top of that, because of hyped up magic, you're going to get a magic crit card, which are always terrifying. Oh boy, okay, so my 4d6 was 14. So that's going to be 28 damage to him, uh, which is already good, uh, but it's even better when you throw together the fact that the crit card I pulled is Intense Splash. Oh! That psychic damage not only burst into him, but burst into uh, his uh, friend next to him, the, pol- uh, the polar bear. Um, because that bear is like, again, subtitles on the screen, He's, she's right. Who did give us the right to bear arms? No! Um, meaning that he's also going to take half that damage. That's 14 damage to him. Excellent. Uh, you have one action left. Oh, wow, I still do have one action left. Linda is mm-hmm. the killer of bear psyches. Um, okay. Oh, I'm still going to... Um, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, since I still I still have the magic benefit, right? That's right. Okay, so I want to go ahead and do um, Inspire Courage. So Linda just told a pun that was so bad, it literally did psychic damage. Um, and so now she wants to use some of this powerful energy that she feels to help out her teammates. Um, and so she's, she's basically just going to do the supercharged version of um, playing like a sick little guitar riff and, and yelling, get him! Okay, wonderful. Um, everyone, you feel your power surge. Uh, inspired by Linda's awful, awful pun, you all have a plus two to hit on your next turn, which is, to put that into simple English, basically a 10% extra chance to crit against things you're already likely to crit against, uh, which is very nice. Um, it is Marco's turn. Marco, uh, you are now crackling with some of that magical energy that Linda has passed off to you. Uh, there are bears and one tried to shoot you and you slapped the bullet away, which is pretty fucking cool. What do you do? Well, I reach into my wrestling outfit where I felt like kind of a lump down the front. I reach in oh there God. and <laughs> my Sorry. flask made it move. <laughs> I thought you were going to Well, thank God it was a flask. Thank God. Hey, what were you expecting? It's a family show. Uh, so, so they knock back some liquid courage to follow up on the bad pun. And then enter their stance, the mm-hmm. uh, the drunken stumbling stance, and crisscrossing in a staggering wild way across the arena. They head straight for. Uh, I assume the bear closest to me was the one that shot me. Uh, it would be this guy over here, uh, over here. But you can. Uh, he's doing furthest from you. But you know what? Because of your super speed as a monk, you can easily get there. Okay, yeah. I absolutely want to get them back for this. So I'm going to place myself dangerously between the polar bear and that bear. Um, mm-hmm. And, oh, well, now I, I guess I have to use my uh, my unique swing, right? That's right. You have to use your, uh, your stumbling strike. Okay, great. Um, hey, bear, this one's straight from the Bronx. And <laughs> roll to hit. That's a 33. Uh, a 33? Did you add the plus two from uh, Linda? I did, yes. Okay. Well, you'll be so happy to know that that is a crit. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 24. 
to the okay, beard. Okay, 24. Uh, plus the two from uh, what you did earlier. Uh, that's going to bring up to 26. 26 times two off the top of my head. That is 52 goddamn bear damage. Holy shit. And the best thing is, if you want, like, you can use your flurry of blows to follow up with a second attack. Oh, another? Yes, incredible. That is 30 for the second strike. That is going to be a hit. Roll damage. You know what? That was the damage, but let's find out if it hits. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie daisy. 27. Uh, 27 is going to be uh, with the plus two from... Did you include that again? I did include, yes. Yes, that is a hit. Roll damage. And in that case, it's 30. Yes, 30. Okay. Uh, holy shit. One, two. The bear is down. Can Mero just really quietly, but loud enough to be heard by the closest person, say, they had barely a chance. <laughs> just not Linda, advice. you hear that. <laughs> Linda gives you a thumbs up. Um, the bear collapses backwards into the lava. Although... Marco, would you like to make me a perception check? Yes. It is a 23. A 23? Yeah. You don't actually think it's lava. Mmm. You can't really make it out quite immediately, but, like, you're, you've seen lava in picture books before, and you think lava's supposed to be, like, a lot more red. That doesn't look like lava. It's jello! I don't know. Uh, before you can put together what it is, the... the or closes back up. Into the jello tube. And uh, that, I think, is your turn. You entered your stumbling sense, you ran, and you flurry of blows. That's correct. Maro, it is Hello. your turn. One of the bears is down. Uh, can you say that Marco was flanking the polar bear right now? I, I keep asking 100%. For... Okay, so I'm gonna use my first action to uh, sonic speed over there. Uh, mm-hmm. My second action, I'm going to flurry of blows, stunning strike. So, uh, oh, snap. Because I do have a stunning strike. I, I give my dice a little kiss every time to make sure they roll good. That was a nat 20, so I guess the kiss worked. Uh, yes. Hold on. Okay. This, this is going to be a lot of damage. Just give me one second. Um, are you attacking the bear that Alden's already uh, whittled a little bit? Uh, the polar bear. So the one that's... This dude's fucking going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> that's 28 bludgeoning. 8 cold. And six precision. There's like Holy three shit. different damage types of them. That's just the first attack. Yeah, well, because of the hyped up magic, you do get a crit card. Okay. And that crit card is not going to be a punch card. It's going to be a magic card. Um, and I think you, this bear is barely alive. <laughs> 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 uh, the bear has hardly any HP left. But I don't think you get to follow up with a second attack because I'd like you to roll me a d10. Oh god, am I gonna die? No. Okay, let's see. I got a two. Oh, that's nice. Uh. Um, you punch him real hard and the bear goes flying backwards and when he, he suddenly bashes against nothing and there's a crack in the air where he hits nothing and that crack opens into a fucking portal. Playing a rift crit cards. Uh, hey. Oh my god. It's right by me. <laughs> oh. uh. And this this bear is sucked up into another plane, and for just a second you can see beyond and oh that's nice, it's heaven. He went to heaven. I sent it to my home! <laughs> you sent I'm him home. From the underworld, I literally fucking sent it to my house! <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna go home and there's gonna be a fucking bear there. <laughs> you said you'd you said you'd ask Aubrey if you could have uh, something from this game, and now you have a bear at your home. Oh my god! Um. Okay. Uh, you have one action left. Uh, technically, I haven't used my second flurry yet. So, can I use it on the other guy? I'll allow it. True. I can't stunning strike though, unfortunately, because you have to target the same not. person. But I can try to attack mm-hmm. him again. That's a freaking 18 on the dice, so like a 38. Uh, 38? That's gonna be a crit. <laughs> God bear- fucking damn it. <laughs> the bears didn't stand a chance. I can't stop. 36 bludgeoning. Okay. 8 cold. 
-hmm. And that's it because I don't have precision damage. Okay, that's going to be 42. Yeah, okay. Uh, 42 damage. Um, With that, Marrow, you take out the other bear. (laughs) Um, As you punch him extremely hard, uh, the fucking uh, grizzly bear who shot who shot uh, poor Linda goes down and the floor opens up. Would you also like to make me a perception check? I would, because the dice are favoring me tonight and I want to see if I can land this. Come on, dice. 27. Okay. You can definitely tell that that... You don't know what it is either, but you can definitely tell that whatever it is down, like, beneath the floor isn't lava. In fact, you would go to say that isn't any kind of molten rock or metal. Um, Mm -hmm. It's definitely a liquid of some sort. And it's like a a weird yellow hue. Huh. Interesting. And the floor closes. And uh, the wild, like, the hyped-up magic starts to calm down. And uh, the talking mouth of Malastant the Magnificent calls out and says, Well done, everyone! And now... It's time! And the floor opens up beneath you guys. For our union regulated break. Take t- 10 minutes off. Bye! We'll be back soon after these ads. And you guys fall down a tube, not into a horrible t- death liquid. Come listen to Dice of Roll, the gayest Pathfinder podcast on the planet. We ask the hard questions like. Is it morally acceptable to kiss a goblin? Is it cool to use spell slots to warm up leftovers? Would the gods be mad if I wrote slash fake about them? We're a group of four friends who play Pathfinder 2nd Edition every week and go on adventures like none other. We've just launched our brand new season, Extinction Curse, which follows the adventures of the Circus of Wayward Wonders, as they put on the greatest show in all of Galarian and uncover ancient secrets and long-forgotten foes from a bygone era. If you like circuses, clowns, and a little bit of magic, come check us out, and make sure that no matter what, you keep it rolling. Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists, working for an interdimensional library that catalogs and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc, we will be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on. But this is a fun way for us as players and you as listeners to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the rules, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. My name is Babby, and I am playing Riddle de Jaquil. They are a tiefling nerd baby. I'm Ziva, and I am playing Linda, the lovable human office lady. And I'm Dorka. I play Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This This is the Eternity Archives. Archives.